welcome to the Pinnacle Mindset Show. Uh, I'm your host today. Um, my name's Sophie. You'll have heard my voice before on the show last season. Um, and I am the founding director of Mental Health in Sports CIC. Um, today on the show, we have Colin Fleming. Hello, Colin. Hey, all right. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, doing well. Keeping well here in, in lockdown. Yeah. Starting, so. <laughs> so Colin is a triathlete um, from the Netherlands. And yeah, today we're going to be just, just discussing all things triathlon, sport, um, all those exciting things. So Colin, let's, let's start with a fun question. What got you into triathlon? Um, yeah, so I, I always did sports from when I was quite young. Um, kind of did a bit of everything. I mostly played football. And then I, I got a mountain bike when I was about 12 or 13 years old. And I, I sort of started riding a bit. Um, and around the same time, I, I quit football. And then I kind of, for a few years, didn't really know what, what I was doing. Um, and one of my mates asked me to do a, a relay triathlon um, where a friend of mine swam, and I did the bike leg and then someone else ran um, and it was, it, was, it was a long distance like an Ironman distance triathlon so then seeing all the all the people doing the full thing I was like wow oh, that's, that's really cool you know, I, I wonder if I could do that um, and then yeah then I just kind of started running and then uh, this was when I was about 16 and then yeah I got in the pool not long after that and then sort of went from there yeah that's amazing so out of the three disciplines which would you say is your I mean obviously you're going to say bike but which would you say is your weaker discipline oh my weakest is, is, is definitely swimming um because I picked it up quite late um so I've been working on it a lot so it's not it's not in a horrific place but there's, there's <laughs> definitely still that's I can still improve the most in the swim I reckon yeah I think swimming is the most like out there sport if you've not picked it up early um it's yeah. probably the hardest one to pick up quite late on um but fair yeah. play to you fair play to you for doing all three um so what is your greatest achievement in triathlon to date um well i've i've, I've won a few nice races back home a few smaller runs um but in 2018 i think uh I qualified for a junior world champs at a Xterra, like cross triathlon, off-road triathlon, uh, which was my first, my first time racing international and yet for it to be a world champs as well was, was pretty cool. So yeah, definitely. Um, so do you prefer cross triathlon or? Uh, yeah, it's a bit more dynamic because obviously with it being off-road and all, um, mm -hmm. being on the mountain bike, it, it, it keeps it a bit more, <laughs> a bit more interesting. Yeah, I can um, imagine. So it's, it's just a different race dynamic, really, as well. The, the bike becomes a lot more important. Um, and, yeah, the run's a whole whole different beast with hills and hills and running trails and stuff. It's uh, wow. a bit of a lactate. I think, I think now more than ever during lockdown, more people have um, started running or got bikes. Um, what do you think of that for the sport? Oh, I think it's great. Yeah, obviously, it's... Uh, even if people don't per se do it competitively, it's just it's just good, good to get outside, clear the mind a bit, and, and it's nice that people, yeah, more people are enjoying the outdoors. Just be be good if everyone also treats it with respect, you know, and not leaving your gel wrappers around and all that. <laughs> That'd yeah. be cool. 
Yeah, definitely. So um, we've discussed your biggest, um, your greatest achievement. What's been your hardest challenge in triathlon? Um, well, last year, for the first time ever, I got injured. Because um, I'm quite lucky in that I'm not very injury prone. Uh, but it was last year about, I think it was maybe the session before we left for a, a two-week camp in Portugal that it was a run session and something in my knee sort of just went, it kind of started clicking a bit and it, was, it wasn't too bad at first and I kept running on it and then by the end of the session, <laughs> it was pretty bad. Uh, and then at first, um, we weren't really sure what it was and I got some bad advice from a physio and I kind of on and off ran for a bit, no more than five minutes at a time and then it ended up stretching out the injury for about three months. So that was, it was quite challenging from going from never having been injured to not being able to, yeah. to run and some days not being able to walk too well. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that um, running is probably the hardest of the three sports on your body. Um, yeah. So I, I think a lot of um, athletes who are listening will probably resonate a lot with um, the challenges of injury. Um, yeah, it's a strange I one as well because because running is such a, almost like a primitive form of movement. It's, like, it's such a simple way of, of moving and then having yeah. that sort of taken away it's, it's quite quite strange you know yeah no I totally relate I've had a hip problem um so I 100% understand what you're talking about and how frustrating it is um how much of a challenge do you think it is trying to train for three sports rather than one uh well in a way it's it's a it's yeah, very much of a challenge obviously but at the same time it's 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 also you know I love to do it and you know it's uh it's difficult because you're, you're obviously constantly trying to improve, but in, in very different areas. And sometimes those don't really go together too well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, at the same time, you know, you almost never get bored. You know, if one day you don't want to, you don't want to ride, then you just go run instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it, it keeps it very interesting. Um, but it's, it's, it's challenging mostly in the way that you have to sort of always keep shifting your focus. Um, yeah, uh, no, I can imagine. Um, I have so much respect for triathletes. Um, I well, I wouldn't per se say it's 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 more difficult than other sports. It's uh, just it's just very different, isn't it? Every sport's kind of yeah yeah that's so level, difficult in its own respect. You know, I don't think I could ever be a, a pure swimmer. Um, well, I'm, I'm not built for it, but also I don't know if I could stare stare at the black line twice a day, every day, <laughs> seven days a week. You know, and that's yeah yeah that's so true. Um, so in triathlon, obviously, the, there is a massive um, known common, let's say, of burnout. Um, how how have you have have you had any experience of that? Or what yeah, I was um, actually have yeah. When I was I started, so I started triathlon when I was I just turned sixteen, so in two thousand fifteen, and then I think it was about a year later, um, twenty sixteen, I suppose it would have been in October and then kind of trying to trying to always improve and I was just training a, a lot more than my body could handle but at the same time I was in my last year of school and then trying to study for exams and do all these assignments and on top of that trying to train so much and then I, uh, I kind of got burned out a bit as well um, I was quite lucky in that I only had to take about a month sort of completely off um, but then afterwards I was I was pretty good to go again but yeah it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit maybe a bit too common 
in the sport. It's uh, you see it quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. And would you say there's a lot of support? Um, obviously, you have the luxury of being able to see two different governing countries, governing bodies for triathlon. So um, you can like obviously um, see if there's a trend. But would you say there's a lot of support there for athletes with that? Um, obviously, I'm only speaking from my own experience, but I, I was really quite lucky at the time. Uh, my coach, uh, she's a Dutch long distance athlete. She had um, some personal experience with it herself. So, you know, the moment I kind of started to feel really bad, I told her, you know, and, and she was like, okay, it's, it sounds like what she herself had had as well. And she knew really well how to, how to, yeah, how to handle the situation. But um, I think I was very fortunate in that sense that I had someone there, but I don't, I don't, I don't per se think it's uh, there's maybe enough support or help in place yet, but it's, it's definitely something people are becoming more and more aware of. And also with constantly increasing the, um, an increasing bulk of sort of scientific knowledge on training and all, hopefully we'll see less people get burnt out as well. You know? Yeah, definitely. I think that, more and more science is really playing a part in um, even grassroots level um, sport, not just triathlon, but other sports. Um, and I think that's amazing. But you mentioned um, your coach had experience. How, how important is it to, for you to find a coach that you can um, have that like connect level of connection with? Yeah, it's, yeah, obviously it's, it's, it's very important. Um, especially when you're training so much. Um, I'm, I'm quite fortunate now I'm working with Andrew Woodroff at the University of Sterling. Um, and yeah, I'm really quite lucky in a way. He's obviously firstly and mostly he's, he's a coach, but he's also in a way where, you know, I would say we're pretty good friends. You can chat about stuff outside of, outside of triathlon. And he's, he's got quite a good sort of feeling for being able to handle or yeah, feeling with of the, uh, interacting with people so we can read people quite well I think um, and that's 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 really helped me a lot in the in the past dealing with the injuries and kind of with my own training as well yeah definitely I think that's amazing um, and obviously being an athlete at the University of Sterling will come with its pressures in itself um, but what would be your top tips for managing any pressures um, for an athlete listening um, would that be sort of external pressures or internal? Um, either, I guess. Um, mm. I suppose internal is very personal to you, but... Yeah. Yeah, because, I don't know, maybe... I've never really felt too much external pressure. I don't I don't think I'm quite fortunate in that sense where... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really quite lucky. My, my parents really support what I do, you know. Um, I know as well, Andrew like my coach does if I have a good or a bad result, like I know he won't, <laughs> he won't, <laughs> um, I don't know, be annoyed. You know, he'll, he'll take stuff from a race regardless. And we'll, we'll, we'll work on that moving forward. Um, but most of the pressure I've felt myself has usually been internal and always wanting to do in a way, do better than I know I can. So in that sense, you're always a bit disappointed. Um, but at the end of the day, for me, it always comes, comes back to just really enjoying what I do. Yeah, um, so to have a bad race, uh, go out for a go out for a bike ride. No, no Garmin, no power meter, no cadence, nothing. You know, you're just out there, sort of in the hills, enjoying it. And you're like, okay, this is this is why I do it. You know, I'm kind of 
the pressure is almost a luxury being able to being able to experience it yeah so. definitely um i think it's very interesting in terms of sports like um triathlon where you have two disciplines that you very much train for outdoors um and then you have one discipline where it's very much trained indoors how would you say um you perceive the difference between training outdoors and indoors um just um from personal experience i know that i find it a lot more um i don't know if relaxing is the right word but in terms of um i find it easier to train when it's outdoors and fresh air right yeah 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 i'm a, I'm a bit of a sort of i would say I'm, I'm quite geeky in the sense where i quite like to see my own numbers and all the data and whatnot so in that sense being indoors it's it's quite quite convenient mm -hmm. you know a 25 meter pool is always going to be 25 meters yeah and, you know clock's always going to have 60 seconds on it um and there's no wind there's no current um whereas outdoors obviously it's a bit harder to control but um yeah if you're just doing a ride just just out for a run you know obviously it's i i i prefer being outdoors a lot more sort of getting some fresh air you know yeah definitely i think that's one thing i noticed was um just comparing pool swimming to open water swimming a lot more people seem to be a lot more i don't know if happy is the right word but more chatty and bubbly when they're outdoors and i don't know if you've ever found that with um triathlon Mm. I think it's maybe also down to the more of a more of a different culture in a way where yeah, yeah. obviously obviously open water swimming it's it's less about time it's more about racing each other whereas in the pool you know it's uh yeah yeah there's no hiding really from the clock so maybe yeah. uh, being outdoors it's a bit more relaxed as well yeah definitely um so just a quick of a quick fun question if you could choose one sport to replace what would you replace and what would you replace it with well i definitely replace swimming <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, i'd probably replace it with uh i don't know i mean i've never i've never skied tried cross-country skiing but it's something i really like to try and i think it would be pretty cool in a triathlon yeah um, that would be that would be an interesting triathlon and the run yeah. and the bike would probably have to be on snow as well so yeah, <laughs> yeah i don't know if it's, if it's realistic uh, but yeah <laughs> it'd definitely be interesting that's for sure yeah for sure um so as a netherlands representative um how do you find being a foreign student athlete uh well yeah no i don't really yeah, I don't really notice any difference, I don't think, compared to many athletes here. Um, obviously, the Netherlands isn't too far away as well, so it's 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 yeah. still Europe. It's still quite local, you know, a lot of similar cultures around here. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it's very interesting how, um, how Sterling as a university has so many different people from different places. Um, mm. And I think it's probably the same in other universities, but I think because Sterling's so small and close everybody yeah. knows each other and I think that it's very interesting to see how friendly people are yeah it's quite nice having a a bit of an international um, sort of community and also in, within the within the, the training group we have here at Sterling there's quite a few nationalities and it's quite nice because everyone sort of brings something else to the table 
in, in sort of their way of thinking and their way of approaching yeah, definitely. yeah daily things but also sessions and all sorts of mm. yeah and I think in terms of triathlon I think it's um a very forward thinking sport I think that they are very promoted they're very good at their promotions on their um social medias and stuff um how how what what where would you like to see the sport of triathlon in the next say five years yeah well it's uh, i think it's it's really coming on in the past few years it's it's pretty rapidly growing so obviously i hope it keeps growing um sort of as it does both for age group athletes but i also hope um they keep investing money into the professional side of things and that there's uh yeah some some, some prize money to be won some yeah just to see a, a bit more people being able to live off the sport and you, with that, probably see a lot more depth in the field, get more exciting racing, and hopefully that in turn would inspire more people to join as well, and you get a bigger, more active community. Yeah, I think that would be yeah. a, a nice thing to see. How, how have you found training during lockdown? Yeah, well, I've um, so we've been out of the the swimming pool for about just about a month now as well, um, and we had about three weeks in before that, and then before that we'd been out as well for about three months. So it's been, the swimming's been really kind of on and off, but obviously being triathletes, you're quite lucky to, to still be able to run and ride. Um, so it's a lot more, a lot more solo sort of rides and runs than before, but I'm, I'm quite fortunate. I can still do a, two run sessions a week with one other person outdoors. So I'm quite, quite, quite lucky in that sense. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've really come to, come to enjoy riding by myself. <laughs> That's amazing. I think um, it's been amazing to like listen to so many different viewpoints about lockdown. Um, mentally, how have you found it just being an athlete and having to still focus on a goal? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely been challenging because obviously the uncertainty of it. But yeah, at the same time, you know, there's there's bigger, bigger things in the world. Because um, it, is, it is quite a selfish yeah selfish way of life being an athlete you know and and i certainly feel that sometimes maybe maybe even now more than before being in lockdown um so uh yeah, yeah. just kind of sometimes reminding myself that you know if you have a bad session or whatever it's it's not the end of the world you know races may not go ahead and if they do and you've had a bad session then you know it is what it is there's there's bigger bigger things going on yeah yeah definitely i think um that that's such an important way of looking at it. I think that a lot of more athletes are starting to realize how temporary um, their sporting life or career is. Um, and, you know, you hear all the time about like the Olympic blues and people coming back from Olympics and um, kind of putting too much of their identity into sport. So I think it's amazing that you um, kind of are able to look at it from that perspective. Do you have any ways that you do that or do you, do you think you'll just, you just do it? <laughs> no, I mean, well, I, I certainly still, if I have a bad session, I still, I still get pretty, pretty annoyed with myself, a little bit of upset. Um, but yeah, just trying to not, <laughs> trying to not let it affect me too much. So I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not, not the best at, at keeping the good perspective always, but um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just, if you, yes, to stay informed, kind of, <laughs> keep keep reminding yourself about that there's bigger things and I, I think that can only only help you in a way 
Yeah, definitely. I 100% agree. Um, okay, so my last question for you, I ask every single athlete or person I have on the show um, a question about uh, mythical, I don't know if mythical's imaginary, we'll go with imaginary, an imaginary dinner party, obviously, COVID aside, um, you're allowed three people at a dinner party, past or present, who would you invite? Uh, well, I'd probably invite uh, a pretty big triathlete, um, her name's Daniela Reef. she's kind of uh, basically won everything in triathlon and especially long distance and she's yeah a bit of a any race she goes to she's always like one to watch so that's that's pretty cool to, to have that sort of status so I definitely like to have dinner with her <laughs> um secondly I don't know Barack Obama seems like a pretty interesting guy interesting um so that'd be kind of cool to have him um, I don't know if, if Daniela Reef and Barack Obama would get on but <laughs> <laughs> and lastly um, probably Chris Froome. He's a mm. he's a the cyclist. You know, he's won the tour maybe four or five times. Won the Vuelta, won the Giro, just about everything. There is to win, and he he seems like an interesting man as well. He's had an interesting life and really seen the highs and lows of cycling. So it seems like a yeah, it seems like yeah. an interesting guy to speak to as well. That sounds like an epic dinner party. Um, <laughs> before we before we close, what would be your biggest advice for anybody? considering getting involved with triathlon well i i would definitely recommend everyone to because it's it's uh yeah outside of being able to be competitive and being able to perform and push yourself it's it's just lovely to be out you know swimming or or out in the hills or cycling or running or anything it's just it's just a great way to get outdoors so uh yeah my advice would be <laughs> just try it and also if you do um yeah just keep reminding yourself that even though it's pretty hard sometimes like you know you're you're doing it for fun like it's a it's a privilege to be to be able to do what we do yeah definitely I think that's such an important thing to remember as an athlete is to enjoy it to have so much fun with it um because I think it can be very easy for athletes to get bogged down with like you said before the numbers or the stats or um pretty much all of the latest science mm. or statistics yeah and in, in a way it's it's obviously important that if you want to keep improving and keep being competitive to sort of be able to switch that on also and, and know when to perform and when you have to put some pressure but um obviously if you don't enjoy it then <laughs> it'll be a pretty short-lived career you know so yeah 100 percent, definitely well thank you so much colin um for coming on the show i hope that um you can survive the rest of this lockdown um and i hope that you enjoy more time on the hills um and yeah if anybody wants to find you on social media where would they find you uh probably on instagram uh, my tag is colin fleming 99 amazing um, so, yeah perfect well thank you so much to everybody listening um as ever please be sure to like subscribe share do all of that fun stuff comment below if you would be interested in getting involved with the triathlon um and yeah we will see you in the next episode thank you so much colin and we will see you again mm -hmm.